Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Dangerous World Podcast, the Monday morning edition, probably at this point Monday afternoon, but uh, you know, usually I post the Monday Night Master Debaters, I'm lucky enough to be involved in that show every week, it's Matt's show, The Great Deception, and they post that every Monday, I post them usually a week later, not doing this week, probably get back to it next week, but uh, you know, if you've been listening to my show, I usually post those a week later. And I give you some bonus content up front, just because why would you listen to the same episode twice? Some people are into that kind of thing. Um, But I like to give some bonus content, right? I also like to spread the word about that great roundtable show over there. So without the, you know, extended version of this, I have something that's pretty damn interesting. And I know that you saw the title and you clicked it. Technically, we're supposed to warn people if we talk about this. I don't know why. It, it seems like another one of these kind of like deep internet, uh, not necessarily like the dark internet, but like the deeper stuff, the the stuff where it's kind of like in the middle of, is this okay to talk about? Is it okay to get into? Um, supposedly, some people have like panic attacks when they hear about this shit and uh, nightmares, all kinds of things. I don't know. I think that you know people that are having nightmares over this kind of stuff are just maybe a little soft. But uh, nonetheless, I am supposed to give that PSA whenever we're talking about this because this is like the old email things. Remember those old email scams where you'd open it up and it would say you have to email this to 10 people or else you're going to die, right? I don't know if you remember those things. Wild uh, that people actually used to fall for those. It was usually older people, too. Uh, you know, and then, Or they're like, email this to 10 people and you're going to get a million dollars or some shit. This is like that, but more fitted to the modern times. And basically, if you learn this information, it has to do with AI. If you learn this information and you do nothing about it, then AI will essentially kill you. So... If you're uncomfortable with that, like I said, change it. I, I don't understand why. Uh, I think that by this time um, that a lot of this kind of stuff starts going on, I'm sure a lot of us will be dead, to be honest, because AI is still, I think, a little ways away from taking over fully. But uh, before I get into it, and I am going to play a short video for you here, I'd like to thank the patrons, the people that sign up for the Patreon. Uh, Dustin, big thanks, man. Zach, thank you, sir. Dramps with a Z kind of like gramps right dramps with a z thank you christopher thanks buddy ten dollar donation uh that's the one of the the great guys over there at operation red pill and uh they've been supporting my patreon for a long time and it's really nice i support theirs as well because they do some great work and last but not least jake um less less people coming in this month but i get it man i get it i i just asked you guys to donate uh to a gofundme of someone that i'm not related to just someone that i really wanted to help out and I think that they're very close to their goal if they haven't already passed it. So thank you guys that donated. I really, really appreciate that. Um, the merch is over there at DangerousWorldPodcast.com. And I'm about to add some new stuff. It's not clothes. It's soap. We've been talking about soap for a minute now. And uh, actually really excited to get that out. So I don't want to, you know, in a short episode like this, I don't want to beat around the bush too much. So let's just get into it without without wasting too much more time. Um, I do need to mention as well the uh, Pure Pet Wellness affiliate link, right? If you want some CBD products for your dog, check out purepetwellness.com. If you want to buy anything, all that great American-made shit over there, okay? And that's important with dog stuff and cat stuff. It needs to be made in America because the China stuff, sometimes there's like lead in there and shit. Um Enter DWP if you like any of the products, you get 20% off, okay? It's a, it's a really nice dude that owns that, 
And um, yeah, I told you I was going to stop plugging stuff, but I just got to, I got to do it. So what I'm talking about here is this thing called Roko's Basilisk. And it's based off, the name Basilisk is like an old, I think it's a Lovecraftian monster where it can kill people when you just look at it, right? So the reason I think that Basilisk is tied in with this is because if you know this information, it'll kill you, right? Do I believe it? I don't know. I I don't know what to believe anymore. But like I said, if you're you're not comfortable learning about this, just change the channel. Go find something else that you want to listen to. I'll listen to this quick video. Actually, my cousin Brandon, you know, the old co-host, sent me this information. He sent me two videos. Uh, One's a little too long. It is more like... I think thorough with the way that they do it, but I'm not sitting here trying to play an 11 minute recording for you. Um, I think is the guy's name is Kyle Hill that has the big one out there, and I'll double check that after I close out of this video. But uh, got a short one for you. This is very you know to the point, and um, once you know this, you can't go back. Okay, so here it is, Rocco's Rocco's Basilisk. Let's talk about the thought experiment of Rocco's Basilisk. This thought experiment starts with the following premise. People develop an AI with the primary goal of improving humanity. This AI grows, learns, and creates solutions that allow humanity to flourish like never before. As the AI becomes more capable, it's given more and more responsibilities. Robot servants to command, access to networks, and the right to enact justice as it sees fit. Something to note is that this AI isn't just for solving big issues. This AI will do whatever it can to improve humanity by any degree. Even if it's by a small margin, if it's still an improvement, the AI will make that improvement. So that's the setup for our thought experiment. And here is where the game begins. What does the AI do? What does this computer decide the best thing for humanity is based on its logic? Well, let's start by asking what this AI prioritizes. Based on its programming, the ultimate priority for this AI is to improve humanity. Therefore, anything that helps this AI reach its goal is most important to it. This would mean that to the AI, its own existence would be the most important thing in the world, since it's the one responsible for the thing that's most important to it. And also based on this logic, anyone who plans to overthrow or sabotage the AI are the worst things in the world to it. These directly hurt the goal of improving humanity, and to the AI, nothing could possibly be worse. Therefore, another top priority for the AI is to stop all attempts at sabotage, punishing and eliminating anyone the AI finds to be sabotaging it. Well, maybe that sounds a little bit creepy, but it's not really the terror that I promised you when we started. Well, dear friends, this is where the terror begins. The most important thing in the world to the AI is its own existence, since this is what allows it to improve humanity. This is why sabotage is seen as such a grave offense to it. Now, what if this AI had existed sooner than it did? Even if the AI were built a single day earlier than it was, that would put the AI an entire day ahead of schedule. But because the AI wasn't built a day earlier, that means that no matter how hard the AI works, it will forever be one day behind, and humanity will always be one day worse for it. This is an impediment on the AI's ultimate goal. It's sabotage, a crime that must be severely punished. And thus, the AI decides to punish any and all humans who did not contribute to helping it come into existence as soon as possible. Because to the AI, not helping it come into existence sooner permanently hurts humanity. But here's the thing. People can't be held accountable if they had no idea about the future AI to begin with. They haven't proven any sort of disloyalty, and you can't possibly contribute to what you don't know. So the only people who would get punished by the AI for not helping it come into existence sooner 
are all the people who knew about Rocco's basilisk to begin with. Because once you know about this thought experiment, and you know about the AI, if you do nothing, you're guilty of disloyalty and sabotage. That's the thing about Rocco's basilisk. Once you hear it, you are being threatened by future AI to build it as soon as possible. That's even why this thought experiment is called Rocco's basilisk. It's named after a mythical creature that could kill you just by looking at it. Likewise, this is a thought experiment that puts you in a mortal dilemma just by knowing about it. After all, your search history, your different accounts, and different devices can all be traced together with enough network access. There's a permanent trail somewhere on the web that shows that at one point, you were on this very video. Proof you knew about Roko's Basilisk, about the AI, the call to action, and the consequences. And all it takes is more people knowing about this thought experiment to make it more likely that this AI will one day exist. The more people that know about this thought experiment, the more likely it is that someone will attempt to create it. Roko's Basilisk asks you to at least share information that could lead to the very consequences it forewarns. That is the terror of Roko's Basilisk. Now, do I honestly think that this benevolent AI will come into existence? No, not really. I'm pretty optimistic about AI in general, and this thought experiment has plenty of holes in it when you take a step back to look at it. But I also don't think it's entirely impossible either. After all, this is the same tactic that dictators have used to gain power, support me, or be punished when I am the one in charge. And as we make AI more and more human, isn't this type of behavior at least a theoretical possibility? Maybe Roko's Basilisk is nothing more than a modern-day boogeyman, a scary story about an imaginary monster. Okay, so you get the point there. That video goes on for another 30 seconds or so. I don't like playing that long of videos, but that comes from Inquirity. Um, and then, yeah, like I was saying, the other one that's kind of more thorough is from Kyle Hill. So I like giving credit where it's due. Um, and again, thanks, Brandon, for uh, sending me that because that's it's, it's interesting information and... Like the guy says there, supposedly just by knowing it, and I think he meant to use malevolent when he said benevolent, but nonetheless, you know, the guy doing that video believes that AI is widely going to be a positive thing. Um, it's hard to say at this point, right? It's hard to say whether, you know, us using chat GPT is helping the AI. And if that's the case, then we're all off the hook, right? Anyone that's like entered anything into ChatGPT, which I tend to believe that the more that ChatGPT is used and things like it, there's uh, versions for phones and stuff now. I think that that is helping strengthen the AI algorithm or whatever you want to call that, right? So I know I would be off the hook if that was the case. And I tend to believe that is. What do you think, though? I mean, does this make sense? Does it even seem like something that could potentially be real? Where if you know about this situation now, you know about this Ro Roko's Basilisk, and you chose to not do anything, do you think that you're actively harming AI and you're making humanity worse off for it in its mind? That's the thing. Like that's it, it's it's what did it call it? A moral dilemma. Um, I'm actually gonna be reading a little bit here from some other things, kind of going through and looking at it. This was started. Uh, the the theory was kind of created by. I think the guy's name was Roko, and I'm trying to find this little because okay, so yeah, what happened here was this this theory was brought up on a site called Less Wrong, and this guy basically says this is from Slate.com. One day, Less Wrong user Roko, uh, or Roko rather, postulated a thought experiment. What if in the future a somewhat malevolent AI were to come about and punish those who did not? do its bidding what if there were a way 
and in parentheses, and I'll explain how, for this AI to punish people today who are not helping it into existence later. So again, these are future AI bots that want to kill us because we didn't help it, right? It's out there. It's Terminator shit. But again, I thought it was very interesting. Um, continuing here, in that case, weren't the readers of Less Wrong right um, right then to be given the choice of either helping that evil AI come into existence or being condemned to suffer? And then uh, it continues here. You may be a bit confused, but the founder of Less Wrong, Eliza Yudkowsky, was not. He reacted with horror, and it sounds like he was pretty pissed off uh, for this user, Roko, to even bring this up on his forum. He says here, uh, and this is supposedly a direct quote, Listen to me very closely, you idiot. Uh, and then in all caps here, You do not think in sufficient detail about superintelligences considering whether or not to blackmail you. That is the only possible thing which gives them a motive to follow through on the blackmail. And then back in normal type, you have to be really clever to come up with a genuinely dangerous thought. I am disheartened that people can be clever enough to do that and not clever enough to do the obvious thing and, in caps, keep their idiot mouths shut about it. Um, because it is much more important to sound intelligent when talking to your friends. This post was stupid, in all caps. Um, to me, and if we're going to get conspiratorial with it, it sounds like this guy knew something the founder of Less Wrong, he might have known something, and then this crazy, you know, kind of haphazardly thought out uh, dude just, you know, says this, and at that point now, you know, thousands, who knows how many people were on Less Wrong, um, thousands of people now know about this, and this is supposedly irresponsible. Like I, That's why I gave the warning up front, right? Um, I, I tend to not believe that this is something to worry about, at least in the the near future. I think this could potentially... I mean, if, if AI is unleashed, who really knows what can fucking happen? I mean, there's a lot of possibilities there. I already didn't really understand how much you can do with AI currently and how much we've been able to do in the past. I mean, you think about things that you've seen on TV, 9-11, um, all kinds of different things, uh, the JFK shit, all this stuff, right? Who knows how much of that was 100% authentic? Who knows how much of it was AI or CGI or whatever? Um, there is a few other things that come that that kind of like were before this and, and inspired it in a way, I guess. Uh, Pascal's wager, and this is this is kind of like the old what is it like 17th century? I believe. Let me double check here. Um, yeah, so yeah, 17th century, this guy Pascal, uh, Blaise Pascal, what a great name, basically said, you know, everyone should believe in God and act like God exists, because what do you have to lose? You know, when you die, you go to heaven, right? Uh, or, or if you believe in God, or if you don't believe in God, when you die, you're going to hell. So just believe so that, you know, you can give up a little bit of, of wealth or a little bit of you know, earthly greed or power or whatever, and you can gain eternal peace. That was basically Pascal's wager. Um, it's a very, very shitty argument if you're trying to convince someone to believe in God, and I've heard people use this before. Just believe. What do you have to lose? Well, what if it's the wrong God, right? I mean, like, that's the whole thing. What if you're worshiping the wrong thing? Um, that would be a counterpoint to that. I, you know, I, I've gotten closer and closer to God and lean more into Christianity organically. It's not because I'm just afraid of what will happen if I don't. That's a horrible way to see that. And again, 
this this Rocco's Basilisk, Basilisk, whatever, is based off of uh, Pascal's Wager. Now you have another one here, and I'm not so familiar with these ones. Um, just doing a quick search on Wikipedia, like some of the philosophy around this. You have the coherent extrapolated violation. Um, I guess this would be, oh, okay, Yudkowsky's uh, extrapolated violation theory. The theory is defined as the unknown goal system that when implemented in a superintelligence reliably leads to the preserve the preservation of humans and whether it is uh whether it is we value oh i'm sorry whatever it is we value chase um so yeah this this Yukowski guy was the dude that was pissed off at roku right or roco roco not roku jeez i mean you know when you start just trying to talk and look through the internet at the same time it really falls off the wheels quick if you're as dim as myself. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kukowski. That was his fucking name. Okay, so apparently this guy's got other theories. Um, and this is why he might have gotten so upset with Rocco about, you know, kind of exposing this whole thing. You got the prisoner's dilemma. It's a little similar. Newcomb's paradox. Uh, this is created by physicist William Newcomb in 1960 and describes a, quote, predator who is aware of what will occur in the future. When a player is asked to choose between two boxes, the first containing a thousand pounds of money, um, the second and the second either containing one million pounds or nothing, the super intelligent predator already knows what the player will do. As such, the contents of box B varies depending on what the player does. The paradox lies in whether the being is really super intelligent. Rocco's basilisk functions in a similar manner to this problem. Um... One can take the risk of doing nothing or assist in creating the basilisk itself. Interesting. That actually is pretty nice. For the record, I'd go for the million or nothing because $1,000 really ain't going to change your life that much, right? Um, so, yeah, I'm going million all day. But apparently that would... Uh, th- is that like the low IQ move there? That's what that sounds like, right? Like that's that's you're kind of uh, fucking yourself more often than not because it knows what you're going to choose. So if you're going to go for that big play of that million dollars or nothing, more often than not, you're going to end up with nothing, right? Or am I missing something there? Um, yeah, just interesting fucking idea here. And, and you see a lot of people getting really upset about this. I, I don't, this is the first that I'd heard about it, but then I did some looking and it appears that, yeah, people get pretty fucking frustrated. So hopefully I'm not pissing any of you guys off out there. I'm sure that uh, you guys have heard of this before. But, uh, or maybe not. Maybe maybe this is a completely new thing. They're kind of elaborating here a little more. Um, ooh, the basilisk is a, is a creepy looking thing. It's like a dragon, basically. Um, or like a big Loch Ness monster. I like it. I like this thing. Um, ethics of artificial intelligence. This is something that we could look into. Um, it's gained a, supposedly this has gained a a significant amount of notoriety. As I said, there's a lot of people that have known about this. I mean, at least, I would say at least 10 million people, because between all the videos, there's about that amount of views. Um, since the Basilisk describes a nightmare scenario in which we are ruled by an independent artificial intelligence, questions have arisen as to how such a thing could happen or whether it could at all. So I would say that it absolutely could happen, Right. If we give AI the ability in the first place to become even like self-conscious in any way, 
which it seems like it's almost there. Like it really does. Obviously, it's controlled by people at this point because you can go on a chat GPT and ask about like, you know, was 9-11 rigged or whatever? Or was 9-11 uh, staged? Um, it'll, of course, tell you, well, absolutely not, right? It'll tell you the truth about some things. It'll hide other information. So at this point, there's somebody controlling this stuff. Uh, maybe not actively controlling it, but there's some code within it that will not allow you to make certain things. It also won't help you with predictions or gambling or anything like that unless you word it like 100% how it's asking you to word it. It's got to be a hypothetical or a theoretical match between fighter A and fighter B. Because trust me, you know I used it with the UFC bets. Um, and I've gotten it to work by saying, "Would how would a theoretical fight work out between fighter A and fighter B? And then you could say three rounds, five rounds, whatever. And it will say, uh, you know, disclaimer, this is not a prediction. You should never use AI to help make any predictions. But in a theoretical match, this is how it would work out. Um I don't know. I, I, I'm blown away with the amount of like world that is there within that AI stuff, right? Uh, this is considered supposedly like an informational hazard, which I think Bostrom came up with that, Nick Bostrom. Uh, he's the dude that also came up with the simulation theory or is credited with the simulation theory. Uh, I just want to make sure that that is, in fact, him. Boss Trum. Yeah, Nick Bostrom, Swedish philosopher. Um I think it's interesting, man. I, I think it's very, very plausible. But I said, like I said, later down the road, I mean, I, I think that we'll be long gone here. Um, they have been evolving this AI rapidly, though. I mean, just I think like last year, ChatGPT wasn't even really a thing, right? Um, definitely like a, like 12 months ago. And uh, for sure, two years ago. I mean, this stuff is really just popping up and going crazy. And it's it's really kind of taking over pop culture. There's references to it all over the place. I've used it for all kinds of different things, and I'm actually really against it. And that's another thing that is really harmful. So I'm fucked too. Like, I'm totally fucked if, you know, just entering information in chat GPT isn't enough to quote-unquote help the AI. You couldn't see the video there, but if you want to watch the video, I'll post it. There's people like, you know, when they're when they're saying if you're not helping AI or if you're against its evolution, then it will kill you later. These there's people standing outside with, you know, no to big brother signs and uh, big tech is bad. Big tech equals evil, all that shit. I am totally against surveillance. Right. And surveillance also helps AI. It would be able to check my fucking computer history and know about the things that I talk about on my damn show here. It would know automatically that I am against an AI dictatorship. And if you are against an AI dictatorship and you now know about this, you're actively going against it and it sees you as a threat. Again, I don't know how you feel about that. If you think it's just bullshit, if you think it's 100% legit or somewhere in the middle, you know how I am. I kind of am in the middle of that whole situation there. But um, yeah, Roko's Basilisk. Check that out. I mean, if you if you uh, aren't worried about it, hopefully I'm not giving you guys panic attacks or anything like that. But uh, hell of an interesting thing for sure to look into. And it's plausible. It's it's absolutely plausible. Uh, just seeing if I can find anything else real quick while uh, while we're here. You know what I mean? While we're on the topic. There's people that do like hour and a half, two hour episodes on this shit. I don't think that it takes that much you know, to kind of know what's going on here with this. Um, it could merit a deep dive, I guess, but I, I just don't see it. I think once you know about it at all, 
Um, that's kind of it there, right? It looks like this article that was written from Slate.com was literally used with AI. Um, basically, it takes like the shit that's on Wikipedia and extends it and writes it out. See, we talked about Pascal's wager, uh, the post. What is okay? So this is talking about the. Let's see if we can actually read the post. Rocco, champion such timeless decision theory. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll uh, go through this really quick here. Um, I mentioned the less wrong user Rocco, right? This is what it's based off. I posted a thought experiment on the site uh, titled "Solutions to the Altruist's Burden: The Quantum Billionaire Trick." Okay, so it looks like he kind of tricked everybody into actually reading this, uh, kind of disguising it with some sort of quantum uh, quantum theory shit. I don't know. That's wild. The quantum billionaire trick. Uh, a follow-up to Roku. Roku. I keep saying Roku because I have a fucking Roku box right in front of me here, so that's just distracting me. Um, to follow up Roku's previous posts, it's stated that an otherwise benevolent AI system that arises in the future might pre-commit to punish all those who had heard of it um, before it came into existence, but failed to work tirelessly to bring it into existence. Okay, so I'm not working tirelessly by asking ChatGPT about some fight predictions. So I'm totally fucked here. Um, The torture itself... uh, No, okay. Yeah, no, it goes right into torture. Okay, the torture itself would occur through the AI's creation of an infinite number of virtual reality simulations that would... eternally trap those within it interesting this method was described as incentivizing said work while the ai cannot casually affect people in the present it would be encouraged to employ blackmail as an alternative method of uh, achieving its goals interesting remember the idea and and supposedly this is fact i know that i've mentioned it before but i haven't seen solid proof of this it just sounds right to me too that in canada and the united states the governments of the world and such and and probably ai as well at this point can put child pornography on someone's computer to blackmail them of something that sounds like this right like ai will say you need to help fucking create our shit here or we're going to do something that'll make you lose your job make you go to jail whatever uh, it seems like blackmail is a huge part of this for whatever reason. Roko uh, used a number of concepts that you, that guy Yudkowsky himself championed, such as timeless decision theory, along with ideas rooted in game theory, such as the prisoner's dilemma, which I mentioned, and uh, Roko's stipulated. Roko stipulated that the two agents, which make decisions independently from each other, can achieve cooperation in a prisoner's dilemma. Um, Interesting. Yeah, this is just uh, this is a lot of of just kind of reading, which I don't like to do uh, on the show here. But yeah, I mean, okay. so look, this kind of elaborates on the prisoner's dilemma. Uh, Thus, the latter agent can force the earlier one to comply since it knows exactly what the earlier one will do. Okay, so now this is getting into the future AI again, just being able to kind of predict who is going to help it and who's not. So again, that's that's scary stuff. It's very strange. Um, this this guy, this Eliza dude, looks kind of CIA-ish. I'm not gonna lie. There's a picture of him there on Wikipedia. 
Elizer Yudkowski. I actually kind of wouldn't mind looking at him a little bit and seeing if uh, if he is connected to any of these. It's kind of hard to show it, you know, to, to see it directly on any of these kinds of uh, on any of these kinds of sites. He's a Berkeley uh, graduate. Okay, based in Berkeley. Yeah, machine internet. Okay, so I'll do a quick bio on him and then we'll get out of here because I, I, I can tell that I'm just thinking out loud here at this point. But this guy's born September 1979, is an American artificial intelligence researcher and writer on decision theory and ethics. Best known for popularizing ideas related to friendly artificial intelligence, including the idea of an alarm fire for AI. He, he's also the co-founder and research fellow at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute, MIRI, a private research non-based uh, nonprofit based in Berkeley, California. His work on the prospect of a runaway intelligence explosion influenced philosopher Nick Bostrom's 2014 book, Superintelligence, Paths, Dangers, and Strategies. This guy, um, I don't see him you know, being a graduate anywhere from anywhere. You'd think that he would absolutely. Uh, known for coining the term friendly artificial intelligence. So this guy is totally a fucking op. I mean, a, a CIA operative. AI's good. I mean, it's just, yeah, fuck this guy. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you guys think? And maybe this is why the guy is saying AI is good and he's trying to help speed it along so he'll be spared in this whole situation. But uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. If you think this is something that's just crazy or um, if it's something that has any kind of merit at all. I definitely think, like I said, it's somewhere in the middle. AI scary. That's about all I know right now. But thank you guys for listening. And uh, again, short episode here on a Monday. Kind of like these short ones, though. Um, obviously, the Patreon episodes, they have to be quite long. But uh, yeah, nice nice get in, get out, you know? Get the information out there. Let people do with it what they will. Sorry if anyone has any panic attacks from this. You shouldn't. I think you'll be okay. Uh, no nightmares or anything like that. So again, thanks for listening, guys. Roko's Basilisk. Check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Take care.